If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Teachers would tell me that they would love to have access to equipment, like whether it's a 3D printer or working with solar panels, but it wasn't available at their school. Because a lot of students didn't know what 3D printing was, I brought out the 3D printer and they were all on their computers modeling on a free 3D modeling software. For many educators, time and money are the twin obstacles to teaching concepts hands-on, especially when it comes to new technological skills. The Tech Trekker program has a solution. Tech Trekker is a free education program offered by the engineering department at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Tech Trekker's mission is to increase student exposure to modern science and engineering tools. And what they do is bring their mobile science lab out to K-12 classrooms and lend out equipment including 3D printers and science kits. Tech Trekker also provides lesson plans and online resources, both for local educators and those not in the Las Vegas area. Dr. Erica Marty is an assistant professor in civil and environmental engineering at UNLV and the creator of the Tech Trekker program. Meanwhile, engineering graduate student David Ruhani is a key member of the Tech Trekker team and a 2020 winner of UNLV's Best Poster Presentation Award in Health and Natural Sciences and Engineering. Erica, David, before we get to talking about this incredible service for teachers, Tech Trekker, this is so cool, I would love to know what first inspired each of you with science and engineering to the point that you became environmental engineers. Erica, can I start with you? Sure, that's tricky. I haven't thought about it for a while. I had a good experience going through school that I enjoyed science, I enjoyed math. When I got to college, I still wasn't quite sure what I wanted. I was thinking maybe engineering or science. And when I first had experience where I could do research in a laboratory, that's what really hooked me into the idea of doing research, learning new things, asking questions, being able to figure out how to plan and find an answer through research. So I've, I actually have degrees in both science and engineering. I have a degree in chemistry and then later on went to environmental engineering. So I think it's great to cross over into both worlds. And it's really fun just to ask questions and figure out how to get an answer. What do you remember as being the very most fun back in that laboratory doing research? I guess for me, the main thing was that often science can be very much reading and book-based and it was an opportunity to really do something hands-on. So physically put my hands, mix things together, or grow bacteria was actually one of my first research experiences, growing bacteria or trying to prevent them from growing. So the hands-on experience of being able to do research was what really caught my attention. That's interesting to me that today, having a background also as a science teacher, now you do something that gets other students to have their hands on, which we'll be talking about in a second. David, how about for you? What first inspired you so that now you're winning awards for doing posters? Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I'm going to be probably an environmental scientist. I think the earliest memory was first grade 
we had like an assembly going on and it was about like what do you want to be when you grow up and that was kind of early to think about but i remembered that i was really passionate about animals and so actually the first thing i said was i wanted to be like a veterinarian just because i could help animals directly but then later on i realized i was pretty good in subjects like math and science so i decided i could probably apply engineering to helping the environment helping animals so that's when i started getting passionate over engineering and then that's when i decided to pursue engineering for college and i wanted to get more directly involved with the environment while still in college i didn't want that to wait till i started working in the field so then that's when i started pursuing undergraduate research and that's when i found dr marty's research group where they helped treat water and like that helped with the environment so i got to while in school i got to actually conduct research and i didn't have to wait until like i started graduate school or going to the work field so that was pretty fun what was one of the most fun things that you did with this water research honestly like working in the lab and working with the other students was really exciting and i guess putting on the lab coat and actually <laughs> just doing the work i kind of was like in shock for a second like my childhood self was i guess like came out and was like, super excited to see i'm actually like the scientist i always wanted to be and i ended up achieving some of my dreams while an undergraduate research cuz of that poster presentation mentioned earlier and i honestly didn't expect to get the first place for a presentation like that cuz i don't know I, i guess it was just really cool to see that it's a possible happen by the way that poster if people want to see it they can look i believe on twitter you have this incredible poster that you made about if i understand the science language which there are words on this i can't even say but <laughs> it is about extracting toxins from water is that not correct with the different graphs and things and how this happens do i yes have- we treat water like we treat it with like chlorination and even though that's pretty helpful there are some byproducts that also need to be accounted for and so my research tries to reduce those byproducts keeping in mind now that you've both said that research is fun and that science is helping you achieve your dreams how did tech trekker first come about would you tell me this story erica okay so i previously taught high school chemistry i taught for 4 years before i went to graduate school and during my time here as faculty i've maintained a strong connection with teachers So really the idea originated from working with teachers and listening to their experiences. And I would usually hear experiences that fell into two groups. Teachers would tell me in one group that they would love to have access to equipment like whether it's a 3D printer or working with solar panels, but they wasn't available at their school or their school couldn't afford it. And then I would see another group of teachers they'd say, "Well, our school has bought 3D printers." and there's three of them they're sitting in boxes still after months because nobody has experience and nobody has the time as a teacher to during the day open them up and figure out how they work so they're still sitting there in boxes 
So Tech Trucker was created in response to these two needs. There's in some schools a lack of access to equipment that would really motivate students in science and engineering. And then on the other hand, a lack of support in using the equipment. So we wanted to be able to bring a program together that would work in the schools and meet both of those needs. What do you remember best about those early days of Tech Tracker? If I have my information correct, you started it in October 2018 and were in classrooms by 2019? Yes. So the early days was designing the program. We had to figure out how we would bring this into a schools in a way that helped teachers, didn't take away from their experience and their knowledge as a teacher to instruct, but give them something that they could use. And so implementing, we had to figure out how we would implement it, everything from what we would offer to how we would get it into the schools and work with teachers. And we had an original team of people in science and education and engineering, undergrad students and graduate students who we would have design meetings and really figure out how to build this program. And I understand, David, that you were one of the key players today. How did you come on board? So... When I started grad school, this tech tracker ended up becoming like a graduate assistantship opportunity for me, which has a lot of benefits. When I ended up joining tech tracker, I guess it was a semi awkward time. And the reason I say that is because the whole world, we're recovering back from COVID. So tech tracker was affected by that because the schools were pretty much shut down and there was less visits possible. But when I came, it was during the time when everything was finally recovering. So I kind of experienced, I guess, engines rolling back. And you could see how Tech Tracker really picked up towards the end of the semester when I started working. What's an average day like for you working with Tech Tracker? Tell me about what your role is, please. Yeah, so I'm, I guess, like a manager sort of position, but I also get involved directly with schools too. So usually, my main priorities are contacting the teachers, our schools, and just communicating with them, having them understand what we do for Check Trekker and what they can get out of it. And also scheduling events and seeing what activities they would like to see brought out to their classes. And in some cases, I also go out to the schools and do demonstrations of the activities. Let's step through that. I'm going to ask you to take me to one of those schools in your imagination. Suppose we've got a teacher who wants right. to use the services that Tech Tracker does. What happens? Okay, so then if they ever have any questions, we'd have a meeting with them. But the meetings could be either just through email or we could do a Zoom call like we have right now. And that's just to clarify any questions and to get a date set. Then we would discuss with our STEM ambassadors who are undergraduate students, and they're the ones that usually go out to the activities. So that's after the meeting, we do a discussion with our STEM ambassadors, schedule to see when they're available. And that's because they're also students, so they have their own schedules to be accounted for. And once we accommodate for everyone's time, then we can set an event to do at a school. And so that's when we already have the activity picked out and everything. And basically just do a demonstration of some of the activities. Erica, what are some of these events and activities? So I'd like to go back to that question, have David talk about his experience specifically with one teacher who had a project where she was doing a prosthetic hand. David, can you talk about that process? Because that, I think, is a really interesting one to share. 
but how we so, worked with that teacher to support her idea. Yeah. So yeah, one of the best events to do is teachers that have their own ideas. They just need the technology or the support or like help with using the technology. So she actually did a project like this back in her other school and she wanted to bring it here. And basically it was to make a prosthetic hand using the 3D printer. And the way she started it was really interesting was she basically got all her students to be in groups and they made a prototype first out of cardboard and strings. And then that winning group got to work on their own 3D printed version. So the teacher gave us a file to print. And this file was from, initially it was from an open source on the internet. I think it was called Thingiverse. So that's just like a website where a bunch of 3D prints could be shared. And so we based it off of that first and we printed that so that those kids could see how it works. And then she sent a new design that we printed and gave out to her. So it's like a where the students actually got to pick and they got to assemble. And that's how that one went. Oh, actually, I kind of forgot to mention because this was like in between uh, session because we do multiple visits with teachers, like up to three. And so in an earlier visit, because a lot of students didn't know what 3D printing was, I brought out the 3D printer and they all got to, during the process of the 3D printer making a design, because it does take a while, they were all on their computers modeling on a free 3D modeling software. I believe it was called Tinkercad. Yeah, it was Tinkercad. There's just so many free software out there for 3D modeling. So yeah, that's what they were working on while their 3D print was going on in the background. Wow. And was this prosthetic 3D printed hand a prosthesis as in you're going to be helping somebody who needs a 3D printed hand or what was... Why I think in this case, it was to show that the application of 3D printer can be used to help people. It wasn't directly for someone, but it was to show that you can use it for someone. This is an exciting thing. What about some of the other equipment that you have that teachers can borrow? We've talked about the 3D printers, which are amazing, but suppose we have a room full of mainly arts-oriented students. What might they really love to see that's going to fire their imagination about science as well? So 3D printers is one of the options that I recommend for art students, along with what we have is called Carvey. It's a brand name. So it Carvey falls under subtractive manufacturing. You can take a material, you can carve things out of it and cut it down to create items. Whereas 3D printing is additive manufacturing. You're building up material over time to create a new object. Both of these allow you to visualize and have something hands-on that might be a design in your head or a design on paper. So these are really good, I think, for arts-oriented students. And I think in the future, it'd be great if we could build out an activity or an idea that would be along the lines of a degree at UNLV called entertainment engineering, which is a great mix of engineering and the arts. So for students who are interested in both, they could get to see that this is something that you can actually mix together. You don't have to have one as your job and one as a hobby. It is possible to blend them both. Wow. I will love to see that degree in the future. We've talked a lot about what's available for the teachers in Las Vegas area, but what about some of your online resources? What if somebody is in New York, for example? I know we recently collaborated with Girls Who Code and we actually made a 
new activity or new design activity where they could make their own website. And so that could be done anywhere. And it's actually pretty cool because the pretty much the entire project was made by a student in the organization Girls Who Code. Wow. Yep. So that's one resource that's going to be on our website available to anyone. Soon in the future, it'll be available. They can download the PDF file that goes along with the activity. It has all of the code and the ideas in there. And if we find a little more time, we may do a short demonstration video that will help teachers as well. Or alternatively, we could have this as an online activity where we could zoom in and work with teachers at a distance. The other options that are available widely are our engineering design activities that are primarily for elementary students. It's to give kids an idea of going through the engineering design process. Often you can find a lot of activities online that claim that they're engineering design, but they don't get through the full process. They're really activities where you build something and you kind of look at it and say, great, but that engineering design process never stops there. You always need to think about it, redesign, retest, you know, go through multiple prototypes to really do the design process. And that's what we do with our activities is the students build, they test it, and then they redesign and retest and communicate about what they created in those activities. We have four so far that are available with interactive slides, Google Slides, that have both audio and video embedded. So they can be done by anybody anywhere. And the topics are anything from fixing a paper airplane to using just simple aluminum foil to create a ship that can hold the most amount of weights. So a, a cargo ship activity. How much fun. I was struck by how creative things are on your website. Before we go on, where can people find this? For anyone interested in finding Tech Trekker, it is Tech Trekker, spelled T-E-C-H-T-R-E-K-K-E-R dot E-G-R dot U-N-L-V dot E-D-U. And that's at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas Engineering College website. Once again, that is Tech Trekker, spelling it T-E-C-H-T-R-E-K-K-E-R dot E-G-R dot U-N-L-V dot E-D-U. I was also struck by the imagination in an area that is pretty much the specialty of both of you. You talk at one point about a water system and you have the students envision that they are a drop of water taking a tour. I thought that was so much fun that you combine storytelling and everything like that. What's the key to taking a concept like what you have, David, on your poster with words I can't even pronounce and making it such that it's going to be appealing to kids ages six to seven, but it could also capture the imagination of a high schooler. I give a lot of credit to the teachers who we work with to develop those lessons. You mentioned the particular one about a drop of water on a journey. That was a lesson created in partnership with three middle school teachers to teach about water filtration. So the idea really came from them. We provide the kind of engineering and some of the content expertise to support the teachers, but they were the ones who developed the lessons because ultimately they know what works with certain ages as well. They know that better than we do to come in when many of us don't have classroom experience. That was impressive to me to see the storytelling aspect because that would not ever have occurred to me. How can people best support you? So we have an original sponsor for the program, which was the Nevada National Security Site or NNSS. 
they were a major supporter of us getting the program going. We would love to find more sponsors in the future, if they're local or beyond, and try to, to work with those sponsors as well to create lessons or ideas that might help encourage students to go into certain fields. For example, if we were to work with a company such as Nevada Energy, as an example, we would like to create lessons that would get students to think about being in the energy field as a career option. I can see where this would be pertinent to just about any field is what's so exciting. What's the future? I would like to know, first of all, what you would like to see happen for Tech Trekker, and then kind of what would you like to see happen in your own careers as environmental scientists? Can I start with you, David? I'm excited to see, well, we actually did start to see this towards the end of the school year, was every week there was multiple events stacked up because so many teachers were contacting us. Eventually, the weeks were so piled up, we had to reschedule throughout the day. But I would like to see Tech Tracker expand and the sense that we have more activities to offer, which ended up happening with the website activity, which was one of the most recent ones we just added, like, I guess, two weeks ago. So more activities, more contacts with teachers, more events. And it looks like we are heading toward that direction. So it's actually really exciting. And how about for your future as an environmental scientist? Where would you love to go? I guess right now I'm hoping to finish up my research because I am pursuing a master's degree and that goes by really fast. And my research does get involved in environmental sciences, which is basically like a cleaner source of energy. And so getting that research through would be like a step through my goals in environmental engineering. And then you know, after that, it's, a, it's looking for a career in that field. How exciting is that? Eric, I have out for you. What's the future for Tech Tracker and for you as a professional? So I agree with David. I would love to see the program expand. Although I am really happy with where we are, given that we are less than four years old as a program and had a major interruption due to the pandemic. We have more than doubled our visits to classrooms to the point that we couldn't manage with just one graduate student working as staff member. We increased up to two graduate students. If we needed even more students to handle visits, I would see that as a wonderful thing so that we can really get into more classrooms and work with teachers to make them feel supported in using technology in their classrooms. For the future, so I plan to continue as a faculty member for quite a while and trying to carve out time for this passion project of mine, which is making sure that we have more students interested in careers in STEM and, and seeing how the engineering design process can be something really useful, even if you aren't considering a career in this area. Just the methodical process of how you would approach a problem, find and test solutions, and revise that process, I think is something that's beneficial to everybody and how they might make decisions. Absolutely. Of course, I failed to ask you if teachers want to book something with Tech Trekker, how far in advance, since we're in June right now, do they need to contact you? And is there any thought of expanding this beyond the Las Vegas area? Great. Thanks for that question. We ask teachers usually to give at least three weeks notice because that gives enough time for that communication process of what activities would they like to see? How does it best work within their classroom 
or a special event such as a STEM or STEAM night. So three weeks is really the minimum. They can we can take events right now for summer of 2022. We are waiting a little bit until the fall semester starts until August before we book any events for the fall or into the later year because we have to know what our students' class schedules are as well at that time. And any thought about expanding any place beyond Las Vegas? Would you have the ability to do that in the future? We are willing to do remote projects, so online, whether it's our engineering design activities, we could do online lessons or with the web design activity, we can certainly do those. But right now it's it's difficult to say, take a 3D printer and apply that in a offsite activity. So those kinds of items are local for now. Of course, as I asked you that, I thought, oh, well, we've got gas at about $6 a gallon out here in California. So that's probably going to be a no. As educators, what's the best lesson you've learned from Tech Trekker or the best challenge? So one challenge that we've experienced is in communicating to teachers about our program and how it works. In our first year, we would often have teachers who would contact us and they would be looking for us to kind of have the entire package, which is create a lesson that fits for them and bring the equipment and teach it. But this was never our goal with the program. We wanted to support teachers and use their experience as great instructors. In the past couple of years, it's worked out much better where because we're communicating with teachers up front, we are able to bring in our complete activities with them and do far more school visits where teachers are still the main source of knowledge, but we're there as in a way to support and use the equipment. And this is something that we learned and had to develop over time is how to best implement this in classrooms. And David, how about for you, best lesson or challenge from Tech Tracker? I actually agree with Dr. Marty because I was part of emailing the teachers and trying to get them to understand what we do with Tech Tracker. But I guess other than that, it was my first semester with working in Tech Tracker, also do, taking classes, grad level classes. So I guess the time management between the two responsibilities. But other than that, you eventually find the time and then it works out. So, What's a good key to finding the time? Everybody listening is so busy. Um, I guess <laughs> don't cram everything within one day, you know, just have set, even if you just like one hour a session, it's that's like, you'll get so much done. It actually feels super rewarding to do it like bite-sized tasks. If people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from you and your work? David, may I start with you? I think I would like them to take away that it's fun. Don't get intimidated by it. It's actually really fun to do these activities and it's actually pretty funny to see how the faces of some students who like you know they look like they're bored because they're in class and then we bring out the activities and they can't help but get really involved in the activities and just actually get excited over it it's always fun to see and erica how about you so i completely agree with david on this engineering comes across as a very intimidating word and engineering design is something that anybody can really do if you just take a little time to learn the process we're more than happy to work with people and especially teachers but it's something that anybody can do and 
nobody should feel that they cannot go into a technology or science or engineering oriented career because you know no one in their family has done it or someone once told them that they weren't good at math that's also that shouldn't be a non-starter for being interested in this type of career erica and david thank you for your time today thank you so much thank you dot you and i have been listening to dr erica marty UNLV engineering professor and creator of the Tech Trekker Mobile Educational Lab program, and to Tech Trekker key team member David Ruhani, a master's candidate in environmental engineering at University of Las Vegas, Nevada. Check out the Tech Trekker program at techtrekker.egr.unlv.edu. You'll find information on how to request a visit to a K-12 classroom from their mobile lab. While you're on site, you'll also find lesson plans and design activities. These are appropriate for anyone in the Las Vegas area or outside of it. You might especially like to check out the lesson guide on building your first website. This is a great one. Once again, that website, techtrekker.egr.unlv.edu. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.